Uh, I'd like to spend just a few moments with you this morning uh, about an issue that's very serious and very, very dear to my heart. And, and I, I want you to know that you are being targeted, that there's a, there's a strategy that's involved regarding issue one and, and the church is specifically being targeted. Uh, maybe you've seen these commercials that have been on TV. Watch them with me. Do not judge and you will not be judged. It's good advice every day. As a pastor, I've counseled families on the most important personal decisions, even abortion. Abortion is a private family decision. Government needs to stay out of family decision making. That's what issue one is all about. It gives families the freedom to make their own decisions without judgment and without the government getting involved. Vote yes. Growing up in the church, I was raised to oppose abortion. But now I'm a father of three kids and I see things differently. The laws that have been enacted here in Ohio have been extreme, far more extreme than what I'm comfortable with. It makes me angry that they don't have exceptions for things like rape or for the health of the mother. This is insane. That's why I'm voting yes on one, to stop government from passing these extreme abortion bans. Both of those commercials are specifically designed to get Christians to think differently about issue one than we ought. I, I hope you understand the significance of human life throughout scripture. In all of creation, there's only one that has been made to have relationship with God, and that's human beings. And we are uniquely different. And we need to understand that, that the passion for life goes throughout scripture. Those of you who've been around me for a while know that I am a one issue voter. Uh, and I, I, I know you, you will never hear me endorse a candidate. But when the issue is before us, it's hugely important for us to understand that there is a strategy here. And uh, by the way, I want you to know that we have significance for the entire nation in this regard. So there have heretofore been six states that have voted abortion rights into, uh, into their state constitutions. In other words, we are 0 for 6 across the country. But those states have all had a, uh, a particular political bent. Ohio is the first state where this will be a, a vote that is up in the air for a decision. And they're developing this strategy. And you want to know what the strategy is? If they can get 10% of Christians to vote yes, it'll swing the entire issue. And so they're targeting you. And they're telling you that this is a reasonable thing. It's really quite simple. Life matters. And we should never forget that reality when we go to the polls. And uh, it's, really, it's really simple. I, I hear people tell me this issue is so confusing. It really is. If you vote yes, 
you're voting for abortion. You're voting to take babies out of their mother's wombs. If you vote no, you're saying, this is not what we want. And this is hugely important because it speaks to who we are as a culture. It goes to the very soul of America. You know, you know the issue about human life in the 19th century was slavery. And it almost tore our nation apart. The issue in the 21st century is abortion. And I want to remind you how important this matter is. Now, I, I get it. We don't live in the big cities. I, I see the maps, and I, I know how that works. But remember, your vote is important as anybody else who lives in a city. And it's so easy for us to say, not my fight. This one is ours in the church, for sure. And every time you see one of those commercials on television, be reminded that you specifically are being targeted as a part of an overall strategy to make abortion a constitutional right in our state. Uh, by the way, if, if you want to see the language of this particular amendment, uh, we have out on the Welcome Center, out on the desk there, you can pick up one of these copies. It gives you all of the language and there are some annotated reminders about the fact that this language is uh, intentionally vague so that uh, it can be interpreted however the courts want to interpret it. And if you know anything about the court system in America, that should make you very, very afraid. Well, huge important issue. And I'm speaking about it now because I know early voting is already underway. Uh, and I want you to be informed that, that uh, this is very important and that there's a strategy out there to reach you that is actually, from my perspective, insidious. So uh, understand how important this is. This has to do with the soul of our state, the soul of America, and uh, it is hugely important. Thank you. Would you stand with me? Let's pray together. Father, uh, thank you for allowing us to be here in your presence to experience your grace, to be worshipers together today. I know we're, we're thinking about these issues that have to do with our culture, and I'm so thankful for the fact that, that you care about who we are as a people in our community, in our state, in our, our nation. And we give all of that to you. But I'm also thankful for the fact that you care about the things that are important to us. And some of us here today, we're leaning hard on your grace because you've been speaking into our lives about changes that we need to make. And, and you are, you're, you're continually reminding us that you want us to default to grace just as you have. There's some of us who are grieving here today and, and we need to know that you are the God of all comfort and that we can find our strength in you. There's some of us who are asking for healing and we're, we're asking for your divine touch 
on the bodies of, of our loved ones or maybe even in our own circumstance and, and we give that to you. Some of us are wondering about what the future holds and frankly sometimes makes us quite fearful. We're asking Lord that you will give us confidence because we know that you are gonna walk into that future with us whatever it holds. So thank you for that. Thank you for the privilege of being your children. Thank you for allowing us to gather together as your people here this morning. And we give ourselves to you as always by repeating together the words you taught us to say. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. And of course, our series as we continue to examine the Lord's Prayer is, what, what did you just pray? Well, I can tell you, you just prayed 66 words. That's, that's the entire Lord's Prayer. Just 66 words. Amazing to me. Because we get to the point where, where we start thinking that if we say more, we've done more. A and the Lord wants us to understand that we don't have to speak long and flowery prayers to get the Lord's attention. In a few weeks, we're gonna be, gonna be looking at 1 Thessalonians 5.17 that simply says, pray continually. And, and that's a reminder that you're not supposed to be on your knees with your head bowed 24-7. It means that you are building this relationship and relationship is about communication and that's so much more than just saying a bunch of words. So, so don't just say the Lord's Prayer, live it. That's what we've been focused on during our time together. And this morning, we come to the companion phrases, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Really like two sides to the same coin. And we're going to focus on those two main verbs on both sides of that particular phrase. It's about leading and about guiding. We're asking the Lord to lead us and we're asking him to deliver us at the same time. So let's think about those one at a time. First, you're asking the Lord to lead you. Lead us not into temptation. And the Bible is full of so many references about the Lord's leading. You might remember the time during the Exodus when Moses was leading the people and it was actually God who was setting the pace because there was a, a cloud in the sky by day and a pillar of fire by night and the Lord literally physically was leading them through the wilderness. And of course that became a metaphor for our spiritual lives. And, and by the time you get to the Psalms, you hear David talking about all the different ways the Lord leads us. Let me give you just a few. The Lord leads us in righteousness, Psalm 5, 8. The Lord leads us in truth, Psalm 25, 5. 
the Lord leads us into eternity. Psalm 139, 24. And the Lord leads us in a straight path. Psalm 27, 11. And of course, that theme is picked up again by Solomon in Proverbs chapter 3. And even Jesus talked about the straight and narrow. You may remember his words from the Sermon on the Mount where he gave this instruction. Enter through the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow is the road that leads to life. And only a few find it. Jesus wanted us to know how important it is for us to, to see life as this journey and the Lord is leading us through it. In some ways, life is, is like a highway. And, and you know the thing about highways is there's always an off-ramp. And those off-ramps, spiritually speaking, represent temptations that detour us and send us in directions that ultimately get us lost. So when Jesus instructed us to pray, lead us not into temptation, he wasn't suggesting that it's possible for the Lord to tempt us. James 1.13 clearly says that the Lord doesn't tempt anyone. Jesus wants us to be asking the Lord to keep us on the right path. And there are so many enticements that are a part of our world. They look attractive but really, they're temptations to take you off focus and send you in a direction that keeps you away from your ultimate destination. This might be a surprise to you, but there are people all over America who like to make a fast buck. And, and I've discovered that they, they know how to distract people and take them off course for their journey. Uh, take a look at a few of these tourist trap billboards. Uh, how about this one? The world's largest ball of twine in Kansas. Now that's exciting. <laughs> if you've ever driven through Kansas, you know that that probably is quite an enticement. Uh, how about this one? Clark's Trading Post in New Hampshire. Uh, they actually do bear wrestling exhibition every day to get people off of the highway. Uh, maybe this is, my, this is my favorite one. Have you heard of this? It's Carhenge in... Uh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's amazing. This is in Nebraska. Um, and, and if you've ever been on the highway and you know about these tourist traps, you don't just see one billboard. You see them over and over and over again. And they're just trying to, trying to reel you in. And, and when, you, when you actually stop in those places, you say to yourself, how dumb am I, right? Uh, actually, I say to myself, how dumb I, am I? Because I've been caught in some of America's great tourist traps. Uh, how about this one? Have you ever gone to Myrtle Beach and seen south of the border? Yeah, don't stop. Okay, um, 
You know, um, how about the Corn Palace in Mitchell, South Dakota? If, yeah, if you've, gone pa if you've gone 90 across South Dakota, you know about some of these. The 1880 town, it is a real thrill. Um, and of course, if you've driven that stretch, you know about Wall Drug because there is, there's a, a billboard, seems like every other mile for hundreds of miles, trying to get you to stop to get a free drink of water. <laughs> Very exciting, huh? So, you know, I, I, I've been a part of all of those, but, but my favorite of all crazy tourist traps I found online is the plastic pink flamingo petting zoo. <laughs> People actually get off the highway to pet a plastic pink flamingo. Uh, you, you know, those, those temptation traps come because uh, sometimes on the highway we get bored and we're looking for something, anything to add a little excitement to our lives. And then when we do, we say, that was lame. <laughs> I, I hope you're making spiritual application with me. Because it's so easy for that same thing to happen in our lives. And, and, and we need to acknowledge that there are all sorts of temptations that surround us. And when you pray, lead us not into temptation, really what you're doing is asking the Lord to keep you on track spiritually. To, to not get caught up in, in this thing or that thing. Because, you know, the author of a spiritual tourist traps is Satan. And, and if he can get you off of your destination, he's winning in your life. And we have to be honest with ourselves that it's easy to get caught up in those things. And so we pray Lead us not into temptation. Keep us on the right track. But as a tourist, I have failed because I've been caught in the trap more than once. And spiritually speaking, if you're honest with yourself, you know you've been caught in the spiritual temptation trap more than once as well. And that's why these two phrases go together. It's lead us not into temptation, keep us on the right track, but deliver us from evil. Because evil is all around us. A and that's almost a cry for help. Lord, deliver us. It's so important for us to recognize that reality. Now, now deliverance that's a word that presupposes danger, correct? I mean, you don't get delivered from your recliner in your living room. You get delivered for something that is, is potentially harmful in your life. And, wh and when you say, deliver us from evil, you're, you're actually asking the Lord to do something hugely important because there is no greater threat to your soul than the evil 
that is in our world that has the potential to suck you in and keep you from God. So, you know, I use all kinds of tools when I'm preaching. And one of them is this amazing book called the Dictionary. So every once in a while, I'll get a dictionary out and just remind myself of the definition of a word that I already know. So this week, I got out the dictionary and looked up the word deliver. And this was the definition. Save. Rescue. Set someone free. And I thought, That'll preach. Because that's what it means to be delivered. The Lord saves us. And of course, salvation is the central concept in all of the Bible. Listen to Titus chapter 3, verses 4 through 7. He wrote, When the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, he saved us, not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. You know, the story of salvation is the central message of the Bible. And that's one of the reasons I get to tell it to you over and over again. Because I never want there to be mistake about the central message that's given to us from God through the scriptures. And it goes simply like this. We were, we were created for relationship with God. And the problem is that disobedience, Adam and Eve's disobedience, and in fact your own disobedience, drove a wedge into that relationship. And the driving of that wedge, the Bible calls sin. And sin needs to be forgiven. We all need to be saved from its consequences. Now, now here's the thing. Forgiveness always exacts a cost. When you forgive someone, you are taking whatever hurt they have done to you on yourself. If someone owes you money and you forgive them, you are absorbing the cost of that debt on yourself. And of course, the Bible is abundantly clear in Romans 6.23, it says the wages of sin is death. And that's what makes the cross so important because it was there that Jesus paid the price for our sin. He became human and came to this earth on a mission. And that was to give himself as a sacrifice, enabling him to offer forgiveness to you and to me as a gift. And when we receive that gift, we enter into a relationship with him that lasts all the way into eternity. So if anybody ever asks you what the Bible is about, pull out what I just said on those sermon notes and repeat it to them. Because it is all about 
salvation. Peter said this in Acts chapter 4, salvation is found in no one else, for there's no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. So one synonym for deliver is to save. Another is to rescue. Uh, Maybe like me, if you went to Sunday school when you were young, the first verse you memorized was John 3.16. My mom used to call it the, the gospel in a nutshell. It's that famous verse that says, God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. You want to know what I love about that verse? It's talking about the fact that, that we have been rescued. And the good news is you are rescued from something. But the better news is that you're rescued to something. It says you are rescued from perishing. You're rescued from eternal death. And that's such a great reminder for all of us. That spiritually speaking, you know, death is separation from God. But the Lord wants us to be ultimately victorious. Those letters to the seven churches at the beginning of Revelation that we've been studying in Bible study on Wednesdays. Says whoever has ears let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who is victorious you'll not be hurt at all by the second death. Uh, You know what the second death is? First death has to do with your physical mortality. But the second death has to do with spiritual mortality. That means you are separated from God forever. And when you begin a relationship with Christ, as we've already said, it lasts all the way into eternity. And so you are rescued from hell. And that's great news. But the more important news is what you are rescued to. You you are rescued to eternal life. Because if spiritual death is separation from God, spiritual life is being with God now, but ultimately forever in his presence in heaven. Evil tries to separate you from God. And when you pray, deliver us from evil, you are asking for the rescue that only God can give. Deliver means saved, rescue. And lastly, it means to set free. You know, Jesus is all about freedom. Remember, he said about himself in John chapter 8, if the Son sets you free, you'll be free indeed. And the result of deliverance is freedom. Paul famously said in Galatians chapter 5, It is for freedom that Christ has set set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Uh, Can you imagine being a slave who is emancipated and wanting to return to slavery? 
It's actually quite common through history. If, if you remember the story of the people of Israel when they're out in the wilderness, they actually ask Moses to take them back to Egypt so they could be slaves again. By, by the way, I, I got, some, uh, got some history books out and did a little reading this week as well. Do you know there were many slaves after the Emancipation Proclamation at the conclusion of the American Civil War who, who wanted to return to slavery. And we think about that and we shake our heads. Why would they ever want to do that? Well, it's because life sometimes gets tough. And when life gets tough, we have a tendency to want what we know even if it's not best for us. And so we get caught in a trap where we actually want to return to a life that was more comfortable in the moment than pressing forward to what God has for us in the future. And that's why the Apostle Paul gave that warning in Galatians chapter 5. He said it's so easy for us to return to slavery because we want to be comfortable now rather than push through what God has for us in the future. And so when you pray, deliver us from evil, you are celebrating freedom. And God gave you this amazing gift. You and I, we, we get to choose who or what we will serve. Now you know I always put this in terms of priorities, right? Whatever you make most important in life, that's what you serve. It takes your attention, it takes your time, it takes your money, it takes your focus. It could be a person, it could be a relationship, it could be a thing, it could be a, a hobby. I mean, you can go down the list, whatever it is that you make most important in your life, everything else falls underneath that in your priority structure. And here's the good news. God has given you the ability to choose what that is. And the better news is that when you choose to serve Jesus, you experience true freedom because he orders your priorities in ways that bless your life and bless your future. Do you remember that famous scene in Joshua chapter 24 where Joshua calls all the people of Israel together and he makes an incredible challenge. Listen to his words. He said, now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. You know, when you ask the Lord to deliver you from evil, you are choosing salvation, rescue. You're asking to be set free. And Jesus said in those 66 short words, one of the things that needs to be a focus for us spiritually is to pray, lead us not into temptation, keep us on the right path but deliver us from evil. Keep us free because you are Lord of our lives. 
You know, one of the things I love to do for my own devotional purposes is to take various passages and create my own paraphrase. What does this say to me? Would you, would you like to hear my paraphrase for lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil? Well, I don't care whether you want to hear it or not. You're going to. <laughs> it's very simply this. Lord, out of all the options I have in this world, help me to choose you, Jesus. Lord, that's our, that's our desire. There are so many off-ramps that are available to us so many distractions and we freely admit that there have been many times when we've been caught in those distractions and that's why you ask us to make it a part of our prayer that you'll lead us not into temptation but you'll deliver us from evil help us to choose you in every circumstance of life because we know there's so many options out there in the world in which we live. But you are the one we want to make most important in our lives. So it's in that context that we give ourselves to you today with thankful hearts and in Jesus' name. All right, and welcome back to the Galleon Grace Point podcast. We are still in the What Did You Just Pray series. We've got a couple weeks left of that. Um, this was Forgive Us As We Forgive as the uh, accompanying lines to that prayer. Before I go into the sermon, I purposely left Pastor Paul's um, synopsis on issue one in there because I thought it's really important for if you were not able to make it there Sunday. I think it's extremely important for everyone to hear. Um, there's some papers out in the Welcome Center that kind of give some better abbreviations of the wording of that issue. And... I think the one that stuck out the most to me, if you look at all these signs, even the one in front of our church that say, protect parental rights, protect parents' rights, and that is what this boils down to. If you really look into this, it's, it's incredible. You know, your daughter could go without your consent and have a procedure done. That it's, it's unheard of. I, and the fact that this would allow um, children to be killed at up to nine months is frankly a incredibly appalling um do you have anything you wanted to add to that norma collette uh, basically you're right uh, it's, it's, right here yep so you're good. it's it's to me you know 
how can you not have common sense enough to think, you know, you're, we're, we're creating God's image. He knew us in the womb and, and we were wanting to let people just go out and kill these, these babies. And it's not right. Innocent children. And, and then when, like you said, they can make decisions that they can don't have to tell their parents what they're going to do to the kids. And you know, yeah. yeah. Too crazy. I believe the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's totally insane because, you know, in teenage pregnancy, you know, that's a scary, scary moment. First of all, telling your parents. So if you have oh, the yeah. option of yeah. immediately, and that's what, how a teenager probably is going to think, like I can go have this done and then right. done it over with. My parents are none the wiser. And yeah. that's, it's insane. It's ridiculous. And it's, Frankly, what, uh, you know, I'm kind of concerned with is if a young woman does have that procedure done and her parents don't know, she has no idea the life she's setting up for herself and the regret she's setting up for herself. Um, so he put it right. He said, this is our fight as Christians. Um, mm -hmm. He doesn't get political often, but this is a moment where we've yeah. got to stand strong. I mean, the fact that there's a pastor out there advocating to vote yes on this is yes. is, is ridiculous to me. Well, pastor Paul did have a point at one time. He he said, what did he say about? He said he believes in, in choice. Choice. And he goes, that's before you get pregnant. You have a choice to say yes or no. And once that you've given that choice up, it's not your choice. Mm -hmm. it, you know, it's a gift from God. And you've already given up your choice. Yeah, that's exactly. a, so. That's a great mm -hmm. point. You yeah, know. I like the way that's worded. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's something what he said. Maybe not exactly that way, but you I, know. And again, we, we're appalled when we hear about all these kids being killed in Israel, but yet we're going to kill babies every single day, and they don't country. have a chance. Yeah, you know? uh, it's not right. But not we do all. have the chance to fight for them specifically exactly. in this state. Yeah. Like he exactly. said, you know, the areas where this has been struck down and they have yep. passed it and everything else, we have the chance here. So yes. let's, uh, okay. if you haven't voted yet, early voting and everything, get out to the polls. Um, I'll let you, I, did you have something to say, Colette? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I'll, uh, I'll, I'll wrap up the issue one talk right there. I don't want to get too much into that. Um, I thought Pastor Paul did a good enough job describing yes. it. I just want to yeah. send the message home. Please get out there, vote no on issue one. Um, to get back into the sermon real quick, I, I took some notes. I normally, it's kind of nice, I, you know, I've got my fill in the blanks every week, but I keep them and I kind of write my own side notes here for this podcast. So the podcast actually kind of uh, gives me an extra reason to, to think even more about what's going on. So I, I wrote down some notes, uh, mainly some things that stuck out to me that he said, uh, you know, one he said at the beginning was, don't just say the Lord's Prayer, live it. And that this whole sermon, you know, I've brought it up in the past couple podcasts, and it, it's really, to me, telling us to avoid these distractions that are, like he said, uh, off-ramps that are going to lead us into right. disastrous circumstances. Um, uh, what, I think I wrote it down here, uh, attractive temptation that is blocking us from going to our uh, ultimate destination. Um, so I wrote on there for me... Uh, the Lord doesn't tempt us. You know, we pray that uh, right. lead us from temptation. Yeah. And uh, I guess the way I, my own kind of uh, comparison is just the Lord is our, our GPS. He's our navigation system. Mm -hmm. So we follow him. We're going to get to He's our destination. Yes. Yeah. He's our compass. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Um, do you have anything else you wanted to add in on the sermon? No. Again, it's like, uh, you know, one of my things I always say is life's about choices. And when you make good choices – good things follow when you make poor choices you know eventually like it says sin 
eventually will lead to death. If you make enough bad choices, that's what happens. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if we make good choices and we're living for the Lord, uh, guess what? It just... It just blesses us. So. Yeah, and to add yeah. on to what you said, I mean, towards the end of that summon, we are rescued. We are rescued from perishing. We are rescued to eternal life. Exactly. That's what he's got for us. Um, <laughs> I I really love this series, and uh, I've said it a couple times talking to guests, but, mm -hmm. you know, this was kind of an exercise I did with myself a couple years ago when I was saying the Lord's Prayer. I just, one day it hit me. I'm like, I'm just saying this. I'm not even, you know, right. I'm just going through these motions, and I broke them down word by word in my head, but then this sermon is just, it's expanded on that by so much. Well, and some people say that Lord's Prayer and they don't realize that God is, God is, uh, he's holy. He's only through Jesus is he approachable. He, sin cannot be, you know, darkness flees from him. And we, we, we got to remember that, you know, he is, you know, the creation of everything. And uh, we sometimes don't give him that that uh respect yeah you might say so yeah and we live in a world that uh is definitely trying to distract us from that i mean you turn yep. on the tv and yep. there is uh there's a lot of there's a lot of off ramps there yeah. in front of our faces yep. um but yeah so i i think that that, that pretty much covers it i'll end it um uh, i mean if anybody's listening to this right now you more than likely just listen to pastor paul's sermon but the end of the notes here the end of the sermon uh a paraphrase for lead us into temptation Lead us not, I'm sorry, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Of all the options I have in this world, help me choose Jesus. Yes. And uh, I, I think that's a good, uh, that's a good wrap yep. up. So uh, I'll uh, introduce my guests here. I've got Norman Collette Meese here. Thank you for coming on the podcast, guys. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, so uh, they, they were the first ones on my sign-up sheet out there. I've got uh, uh -oh. a couple more on there, so I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I appreciate it. Yeah. So I'm actually really excited about this one because... Uh, you know, I, I haven't had a lot of conversations with you. I've seen you around, and, uh, you know, I know a little bit of your story, but uh, this is episode six now. My wife was on last week, so, you know, I pretty much know all of her stories. So uh, <laughs> I'm excited to now know uh, something new. So sure. uh, I'll, I'll start with you, Norm, and then yeah. uh, I'll ask the same question to you, Colette. But uh, give me a little bit about your uh, your history, your background, you know, your growing up, uh, yeah. stuff like that. Uh, my parents started coming to this church. I mean, I was a little kid, probably three years old. Before it was here, it was on uh, where the Tubby's Pizza beside it was getting from Methodist Church. Okay. And pretty much got started in the church there. Uh, Lonnie Leapley was my first Sunday school teacher, and he told the story of Job, and I never forgot that story. That really stuck to me about what Job went through and how, you know, God came through for him. And, you know, he basically said his three friends, he said, look, you guys shut up, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you guys, exactly. You know what you're talking about. But <laughs> right. but so, uh, and I, I left this church for a while, my teenage years, and I came back. Uh, her and I, we moved away, and we came back to uh, Galleon in like 92. And I just, one day I was driving by here, and I'm thinking, you know, I'm going to stop in there. And, and there's still some of the same people here that I knew. And it just, the church, you know, God just drew me back to this church. And, and uh, one night I was doing, uh, doing karaoke uh, here, uh, singing, and I did Friend of God by uh, Phyllis Craig and Dean. Okay. And I'm not a, I'm, I'm afraid to get up on stage, you know. Sure so, <laughs> so I get up there, and I, it was Sunday night, and they said, all right. And I said, well, you guys asked for it. So I said, you know, I am a friend of God. Anyway, my daughter said to her, she said, We've got to go see Dad. You've got to go. So she came out with us, and next thing I know, she's and all of a sudden, 
she, well, I'll let her tell you that, but she's, you know, the church has been a blessing for both of us, mm -hmm. you yeah. know. Um, I've been on several missions trips, and I love I love going. Of course, this last one I couldn't go on because my leg I got a had a blood clot and had to take my leg off. But I still build ramps for uh, uh, crippled children of Ohio, and I just built one today. Okay. <laughs> and I got three more to build in like the next two weeks. Okay. So now, do you do that mostly me. like here in Crawford County, or is it's, it kind of spread it's out? It's all well. It can be any other county, but um, Crawford County they they will if your income is such. They'll actually pay for the material, and okay. you get the ramp done by us for free, pretty much. Okay. So. Now, is that uh, like Crawford County Board of DD? Is that it's it's, it's actually it's through the Rotary. Okay. Um, they contacted Paul, and it, got, it started like two and a half, three years ago. Paul called me and said, "Hey, Norm, I know you like building stuff. How about you go see what it's about? Maybe you could help out." Next thing I know, I'm running the show. <laughs> okay. And I, I I love doing it, and. Uh, you know, I love seeing the little kids smile when they can finally come down the ramp in their wheelchair or whatever. And uh, yeah. the parents, you know, and see now that I'm in a wheelchair part time, I'm, I'm an expert at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know what what has to happen and and I know what little things cause problems like little you know, right, rises in the thresholds or whatever. Right. But, you know, pretty much I was and I'm also I used to drove tr drove truck, too. So, OK. That was where I was out going across the Rocky Mountains, and that was back in probably '94, maybe. You know, all these dates. Anyway, I was I was I was up in the mountains, and I looked up in the sky. It was just nothing but stars. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, uh, "Norm, who do you think created all this stuff?" You know, and I'm like, "Yeah, you did." And he goes, "Yeah," and he said, "You know, um, are you tired of running?" You know, <coughs> like I said, I got away from the church for a while, and then. That's when I gave my heart back to Jesus. I said, look, whatever you got for me. And then I gave my testimony one time up on stage. This was a, just a few years ago, actually 2007. And uh, I was up there giving my story, and uh, the Lord spoke to me. And he said, Norm, prepare yourself for what great things I've got planned for you. And then we flooded. Oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> and she, no, 2007 first. Yeah. But she had prayed that, that the Lord would get us out of debt. And uh, guess what? Today we are debt-free. We've been debt-free for about 11 years now. Yeah. So God's been so good to us. Uh, uh, you know, great loving family, uh, a great church to you know, be involved with. Uh, yeah. I just love this church, the people that, that you get to meet. And it, we're so diverse as far as age groups. You know, there's so many different people like, when we do oil changes, you got, you know, twenty-year-olds, thirty-year-olds, all the way up to, you know, older than me. Your age. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it's to me, it's uh, every every day with this church is a new day. It's it, what, what God has got planned. You know, we don't. And I always tell, like I told her, I said, you know, we just see the daily stuff that He'll do, but we don't know what the future looks like. So we got to trust Him. Yeah. Like when I had my leg amputated. Um, I was laying in the hospital bed, and God spoke to me. He said, uh, Norm, he said, this is not a punishment, but it's going to be for my glory. He said, "What we're going to get, you and I are going to get through this together, and I'm, it's going to glorify in my name. And it gave me an opportunity to be able to talk to people. Like, they asked me what happened, and I, and I started telling them how, you know, the Lord has been with me, and uh, he's so, he's so there. I said, you know, 
and I trust him so much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. So. I've never been upset. No. I, no. Keep, I keep I keep humorous like he tells the same jokes I got so many jokes like one one time you know I, I come out of the hospital and 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 um, actually the doctor came in to see how I was doing after my foot was taken off and he said well Norm how you doing I said man I said this is down in Columbus at Riverside he and I said well I said you know I come in here with a toothache and my foot's gone I said you're the worst dentist I've ever been to <laughs> yeah so and I have I, I keep positive about this. Like people say, how you doing, Norm? I said, well, I just got a new job at the IHOP, you know. <laughs> yeah. And I said, I was working at the Pogo Stick Factory, but I kept falling off, so they fired me. <laughs> so I got lots of fun. No, I like it. I like it. <laughs> I know? mean, what else are you supposed to do? I mean, well, what are you going to do? you going to sit and sulk all day? And it's then, it's not know, worth it. Then they gave me blood when I was down there the second time. And the nurse came in, and I said to her, where'd the blood come from for my whatever transfusion? She says, why? And I said, well. Could have been a doctor, a lawyer, or who knows, uh, uh, someone from another country. I said, I might wake up speaking a different language. <laughs> and she says, you're, Norm, you're nuts. <laughs> so six hours later, I come, I w woke up, and she, well, how you doing, Norm? I said, I told you. I woke up speaking French, and I think they need me down in surgery. <laughs> she said, she goes, you're going home today. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. So. Oh, that's hilarious! I, I, it's great though to see it so positive. And like I said, I don't, I, I don't know what else. What else are you supposed to do in that circumstance? Uh, you, you know, you rely what on I, the Lord and stay well, positive. Well, and then they'll say stuff like, uh, uh, "You're lucky. You're lucky. You're doing so well." I said, "No, it's not luck." I said, "God has been with me. He told me." I said, "I said he he told me you put your hand in mine, and I won't let go." And that's what I tell people all the time: if you're going through something. You hold on to God's hand as tight as you can yep. and, and just trust him. And, and like I told Paul, Pastor Paul, I said, you know, whether I'm on this side of eternity or that side, I'm still going to be with Jesus. Yep. And I said when I was at the really worst part of my life when, in the, with the amputation stuff, um, I told God, I said, look, if, if, you're, if, you're, if it's time, my time to go, I'm ready because I want to ride that white horse with my sword, you know, up yeah. in heaven. <laughs> but otherwise, I said, you know, Clet needs me. Oh, geez. <laughs> and I'm afraid of horses. Yeah, I said you'll have to teach me how to ride again. But anyway, but I said, you know, my wife needs me. I said my my family's, you know, rooting for me. I said, uh, and I had so many people. So many prayers. Oh yeah, absolutely. I had. I bet I witnessed to a hundred people in the hospital. Yeah. Everyone knew who I was. You know, <laughs> even people that I had one lady. She came up to me. She says, "You're a Christian," and I said, "Yes, ma'am, I am." And she said. I could tell, and she said, would you pray for my, my dog? He's sick, and the doctor, the vet said he's not going to make it. I said, absolutely, so I prayed for her dog. Next morning, she came into her shift. She says, man, your God's good. I said, what do you mean? She goes, he's going to be fine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's so, that's and incredible. I said, well, God knows our heart. He knows what's going to heal us, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So, anyway, you ready for her? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good with whatever. <laughs> Oh, uh, but yeah, go ahead, Colette. Uh, we'll, we'll, uh, what was the question again? <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, just some of your history and everything, and then you, 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 through you, the church you, here. You, yeah, or just period. Okay. Growing up, uh, well, also um, you got to do your stand-up routine because Norm already did it, so oh, you got to do that's, yours. <laughs> that's hard. <laughs> but anyway, um, my parents um, owned Jerry's Restaurant here in Gallion. Okay. It's right now. What's it called? Ralphie's. It's called Ralphie's right oh, now. Oh, okay. My parents owned it for 35 years. Okay. And we lived across the street where the 
where the um, school administration okay. office is. So, and that's where I met Norm because okay. he worked for my family. Okay. But I was a little too young. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was 16, and he was a little older than me. So, but my parents didn't like him at first, but now they love him. But yeah, Norm and I have been uh, married for 40 years. Okay. So, but I never did go to church because we were so busy. I showed horses too. Yeah. I was so busy on the weekends uh, doing the restaurant and showing horses. So I was never brought up in the church. Right. So I started coming to church when Norm started coming to church. Okay. But at first, Norm was coming to church first. Then um, somehow, I think I seen Pastor Paul at Save a Lot one time. Okay. And he was really nice. And I didn't know who he was right. until Norm told me. And um, then the next Sunday, I started coming to church. And I think it's been about uh, 16 or 17 years okay. since I've been coming to church. Awesome. Awesome. So, yeah, it's, uh, my, my wife was kind of uh, similar. You know, she, she had a family that didn't uh, really go to church. I grew up Catholic, yeah. and I went through Catholic school Well, I know my parents were believers, but right. they just didn't go to church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely, mm -hmm. yeah. But... Uh, we found this place and same feeling that you and norm both have it's yeah. just it's been a wonderful blessing finding this place uh, yes the people here are so great i mean yeah. we even had uh the family fun night on friday oh. and we did that mm -hmm. just a great uh, i've got an 11 year old a two-year-old and just oh, watching them family. run around i do yes mm -hmm. yep um just watching them it was incredible just a good clean fun mm -hmm. and then yeah i've met a lot of friends here at the sure. church and we all watched some football college football saturday night <laughs> and ate some pizza and it's just, oh, well they played earlier my son was not at michigan i uh, hope we had to watch michigan because nate was there sorry uh, nate lovely <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep had to be on the main we love TV. you guy <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um i help chris in the nursery okay of the toddler room yep and um i do a lot of things at church here i do um help with the dinners for the funeral dinners yeah, and groceries. the groceries. A lot of things I'm, I can't do right now because of Norm's situation, right. but hopefully I'll get back to it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. But one person that was really influential in my life was Pearl Graf. Okay. You, I, you don't familiar. know her, no. so, but anyway, she has passed on. But okay. anyway, she, she was, I guess, a matriarch of our church here, okay. one of them. Okay. So... Yeah. Well, Pastor, well, she broke her arm, and okay. Pastor Paul called me, wanted to know if I could help out, which, I, I, of course, it's oh, really? Pearl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do anything for her. <laughs> yeah. So I helped her, you know, daily chores like cleaning the house and helping her with her bathing and things like that. So she was a blessing in my life. Yeah. She, and I was very sad because I could not go to her funeral because my mom, I was taking care of my mom. She was in hospice at her house. Okay. And my mom was not doing good. And I just couldn't come to her funeral. That really upset me. But I know she's in heaven. Oh, yeah. And I'll meet her someday. Absolutely. Absolutely. Whenever it's my time. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> so I have that looked forward to. Absolutely, you do. <laughs> um, so, you know, he... He was the jokester and He's very, yeah. in, in mm -hmm. the uh, hospital. Um, mm -hmm. How was how were you holding up during the procedure? Well, well I, I guess, uh, well, I, I, go ahead and finish that real quick, and then I'll bounce back to what popped okay. in my head. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I did a lot of praying, and I talked to people, texting and talking on the phone, and people were praying for me. And um, one point in time, I was, it, it was really hard. Yeah. <laughs> I got a text from Tony. 
and um, Pastor Tony. Yeah. And it was funny. It made me laugh. And I was over there laughing. And my kids are like, what are you looking at? And I said, you have to read this text from Tony. It, at that point, I needed that so much. Right, yeah. And he says, at the end, he says, I hope it wasn't too soon. But no, I, I told him that I needed that right then and there. Absolutely. So, and you got to laugh because he makes me laugh all the <laughs> yes, time. Exactly. And, he, you know. She says I make her laugh so much that, that her mouth hurts. And I said, well, <laughs> it's better me punching you. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, I tr- and um, I try to get out of my comfort zone, Pastor Paul. <laughs> he always makes me dry. Yeah. And I don't like getting up front and doing things up front like that. But, you know, I thought, you know, this you is. Baptized. I got baptized. Yeah, we both got baptized. Yeah. yeah. You were reminding me a lot of my wife right yeah. now. Yeah. Everything you're saying. She, she Isn't that funny? Last week. She's, like, she's getting baptized. But I had to do my testimony. Yeah. So, you know. Yep. That which well, see, when Paul <laughs> asked me to tell my, my story up there, I said. That, that was the first time. The first time. I wrote a letter. Yeah. <laughs> Read that. And I, and I said, this is my wife, Colette. I said, we've been to get four, almost 40 years married. I said, I was married before when I was 18, divorced at 20. So basically now I'm serving 40 years to life. I was pardoned after two years. So. See. I'm so sorry. Yeah, he always says that to me. I'm so sorry. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, you, you remind me a lot of her. She does not like to be. Uh, up in a center of, of attention. <laughs> She's getting baptized uh, oh, on November she, 5th, and so she recorded see, we got her baptized. video the other day. Yeah. And it just it even reminded me when you yeah. said what Pastor Paul said. I guess John uh, mm-hmm. saw her name and says, Why, Rochelle Weirich, you must be related to Zach, me. And yeah. Pastor Paul goes, only by marriage. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, when at that time he was asking people if they wanted to be baptized. Was, what was this, last year? Or? Yeah, this last year. And I just had a feeling come over me when Pastor Paul was talking that – I want to do it. It's yeah. my time. I want to be baptized. I yeah. want to be with the Lord when it's my time. Absolutely. So. That's awesome. I mean, sounds like you were able to stay strong. I'm sure it was a struggle. Mm-hmm. It and was. It had its, had yeah. its tough days. Yeah. Um, then but, even when we flooded, yeah. <laughs> I, everybody says, you know, you went through that flood. Aren't you mad or are you upset with God? And I said, no, 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 I no, because he got us through it. And, um, now we're debt free yep. because of the flood. Right. Yeah, so the the flood was a blessing, right. basically, yeah. for yeah. us. Well, she prayed that he'd get us out of debt. And I said, next <laughs> time you pray that, be more specific. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can well, I hit the lottery? Pastor Paul, you're <laughs> well, no. one flood from a Corvette. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I said, Why don't you guys move? I said, Paul, I'm one flood away from a new Corvette. Yeah. But it's funny. Go. I do have a Corvette. <laughs> okay. There we go. <laughs> but I never drive it. <laughs> yeah. There we go. I bought it for, for Mother's Day. Okay. Yeah. I like it. I, like I thought it was <laughs> I, I thought I was gonna get a lawnmower. <laughs> then you come around with this. Most people get their wives roses for Mother's Day. I got a recording. Well thanks for ruining uh yeah. ruin it for everyone, Norm. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> Maybe yeah. I'll get uh, my wife like the hot yeah. wheels hot there wheels version of it. I'm sure she'd love that. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's uh that's, but, that's, you know, that's I great do, though. I try to, you know, help out when I can. I mean, I love this church. I yes. love the people. I love Pastor Paul, all of his teachings. I've learned so much from him. Oh, yeah. You know, I might not talk about it a lot because I'm not that vocal person like Norm is. He likes to talk to everybody, but <laughs> I do. A pre- I just I just love our church. I That's all I can say. Totally. totally and I love everybody here. Absolutely. So. Yeah, I've seen you in there with my daughter a couple times. I mean, we had to take a little break because she uh, my wife has summers off. She works at uh 
uh, Madison schools. And so she got a little bit attached, you know, when uh, she was off for the summer, so she didn't want to go into the toddler room. Uh But this week (laughs) went well, so she's back in there. We were. What's your girl's name? Emery. Emery. Yep. Oh, I yep. love her. Yep. Yeah, she was sweet. Yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, so um, you'll have to listen mm-hmm. to last week's episode with my wife. That gives a uh, pretty detailed story about, uh, you know, kind of a similar circumstance. We were uh, thrown a lot with her, so mm-hmm. to, I'll put it brief real quick, and then you know, it's, it's a long story, but when my wife was pregnant with Emery, um, we found out that she had a tumor on her placenta that was rapidly growing, and eventually it was going to kill Emery mm-hmm. because it would – essentially starve the fetus at the time. Um, but, uh, we were incredibly blessed and found a doctor in Pittsburgh, um, days after that appointment, uh, got the surgery, um, hasn't always been a smooth road. The surgeries mm-hmm. was, was a uh, success and everything, but, uh, we are in, uh, in, uh, good graces now health is good. And, uh, it's been incredible. Yeah. It has been the biggest blessing. Um, and that's where she kind of attributes uh, us sure. finding this church to. And mm-hmm. I totally agree. It's, you know, th- and that's kind of why I made this podcast on Wednesdays, because there's days that on Sunday service ends and I'm like, man, I've got a, I've got another week <laughs> till I'm here. And I so can't I wait. thought, well, but I'm like, I, I want it to come sooner. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, maybe if someone missed or these interviews or something, they'll give someone when they wake up on Wednesday morning and mm-hmm. they're driving to work, they can put sure. it on. And yeah. maybe even they want to rehear the sermon, even sure. if they were here, and then uh, getting to know everyone. I think it'll be good to, mm-hmm. you know, I'm having this conversation with you. Someone's going to hear something you said and be like, you know what? I can relate to that. And mm-hmm. I've, yeah, I've really um, enjoyed it. I think it. you're going to be doing Natalie Thomas soon. Yes. Uh, well, she was actually over on Saturday as well. And uh, we, uh, I saw that she signed up. Yeah. And I, I work her. for her. Oh, okay. 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 At her cleaning service. Okay. Perfect. So yeah, I, uh, more than likely next week. I got to mm-hmm. clarify that with her. But and her husband, so Natalie, if you're listening, uh, maybe next week. Yeah. Her husband used to work for us. At oh, okay. When, okay. when he was a kid. Okay. Okay. Awesome. All right. Shout Small. out to Mike. Yeah. <laughs> Great guy. Yeah, he is. Um, yeah. yeah. No, I I totally agree with what you said, though. You, you and I feel that way as well. There's sometimes like where I almost want to overextend myself to do as much as I can yeah. for this place. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, it's, it's one, a blessing. One thing I always tell people when I would do work for them, like I, was a handy, I did a lot of handyman work and I'd go into the house and I'd be working away and they'd say, you're, you're, you're always so happy and bubbly and all that. And I said, well, you know, God, I said, God gives us all the talent. And I said, when you discover what that talent is and you use it for his glory, not only does it bless you, but it blesses the person you're doing work for. And I said, and it makes your life I don't know, not, not not simple, but it's easier to, to understand what's going on because you know God's got it. Yeah. You know, and I had a lady one time I was doing some, I hope you got time for this. Oh, I've got plenty of time. <laughs> I was doing some work for her. Listen, before you go on, one time, I, I, everybody has said they've been nervous to come on here, yeah. and Tony was my guest a few weeks ago, and he was so he was episode three, and I said, Tony, everybody has been saying they're nervous to come on here. I said, I'm not going to have that problem with you, am I? And he goes, no, we'll run out of tape. So <laughs> challenge accepted, Norm. Well, so I'll give you an example of what I mean by, you know, your talents. So I'm at this lady's house. She's uh, a retired school teacher, and uh, she wanted her bathroom done. Uh, her floor was falling in. So I go out there, and it's bad. And she's like, she's like what do you think? I go, it's bad. <laughs> but I said, I can fix it. And I'm in there whistling, playing K-Love, singing. She says, for, for it being so bad, how can you stay so positive? And I just kept smiling at her. I said, it's going to be okay. Uh, I'm just singing away, you know. And I got it, got it all done. And um, she said, well, what I owe you? 
I made five trips to town back from uh, Candlewood Lake, so 11 miles each way. And she said, I'm going to pay you for your gas. I said, oh, that's fine. So I get all done. It was like $187 total. And she said, that's not enough, Norm. And I said, it's plenty. She said, no, no. I said, all right, $200. No, it's not enough. I said, $250. She goes, I'll tell you how much is enough. She starts giving me pay $100 bills. She gets up $500. I said, Linda, that's way too much. Right. I said, I'm just going to take that, and I'll bless someone else. Yeah. And I said, don't you know, I said, that we're all given a talent. And I said, when we use that for God's glory, it blesses the person, plus it blesses me. And I said, and, and like I said, it just makes everything so much better. She said, wait a minute. She gave me another $100. Now we're sick. I said, I got to get out of here. Yeah, no kidding. Because I'll so I get, I, I go home, and my my brother, work, or my brother, my son worked for a, a plumber in town that referred me to her. And he goes, Dad, he goes, uh, there's an envelope over here for you. I said, what do you mean? He goes, I don't know, but it looks like a card or something. So I go, go get it. And oh, it's got a $50 bill on it. And it says, Norman, you little rascal. Because I did some extra work and didn't charge her, you uh -huh. know. She goes, she goes, I'll get you one of these days. <laughs> and I'm thinking, no, you've blessed me in so much. So, Absolutely. But that's how I approach it because I know that God is going to, if I use my talents and, and glorify him, yeah, he's going to bless me. Absolutely. I mean. Yeah, right now Norm's driving. Yeah. So, one and I'm back to work. <laughs> one legged. Yeah, look out. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> and we're kind of getting back into our routine right now because I'm back to work. And yeah. He's driving and he's doing his ramps. Yeah. Starting to feel like normal feel life like normal. again. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. A little bit of a struggle in the summer yeah. getting back and yeah. everything, but we're figuring it out. Yeah, exactly. And that's yeah, all, all you can do. Yeah. And it's great. I mean, you guys are incredibly happy. It's, it's great to see. And Yes, exactly. I mean, I'm going to therapy three times a week, learning how to rewalk, and that's a challenge because it's my balance more than anything. And, yeah. And but they, my my therapist keeps saying, "You're doing really good, Norm." I'm like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> but um, I tease people all the time when they see me coming. I go, "Watch it!" I go, "I said, I only got one leg." Yeah. <laughs> And I can look, do one pedal at a time. And I'm holding on to my yeah. Jesus bars. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> oh, exactly. God, it's going back. Oh, oh, that's funny. Good stuff. Oh, that's great. No, I like what you said, though, about using your talents. Um, Just to, like you, what you're doing. Well, I, it's I appreciate a talent that. that God's given you, and, you know, you're using it for his glory. Guess what's going to happen? Not only you're blessing us, but you're going to bless the people listening. Mm -hmm. And it's just like a snowball effect. Absolutely. And we're, we're glorifying God. Yeah, and that's the ultimate goal. Yeah, I mean, uh, yes. I, I, as you were saying that, I was thinking, um, like, my biggest thing that, you know, other than this has been the open gyms down there with the kids. And yes, I was a little discouraged last year when they started because we weren't having a lot of numbers. And I ultimately was like, man, I'm just like, I don't know if I'm even going to do it in the fall. Like, I remember one day specifically, my son was even sick. So I was the only person there. Oh. It wasn't even just I wow. was shooting hoops with him. It was just me. And then I actually just had the idea. I'm like, you know, this ain't that bad, actually. So mm -hmm. I got a, I got the dust mop out. I cleaned the gym. I went in and swept all the rooms down there. And I'm sure Larry I, liked it. It felt great. I was like, this is, this is actually fantastic. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of glad no one showed up today. But, but then I, you know, I started thinking about it, started praying about it, and just mm -hmm. I started putting more effort into it too, and really spreading the word, like, hey, come on out, and like, we've got, and now we've got a good group of kids down there, and we're having fun, awesome, and shooting mm -hmm. around, playing some three on three, five on five, and ultimately. Uh, you know, I, I'm trying to get it built up more. Um, I'm getting back into coaching. I gave that up for a little bit. Uh, Nate wow. is actually going to be coaching football with me next year. We're oh, going to wow. be 
coaching uh, my son's fifth grade tackle team. Um, <laughs> I really ultimately decided to do that. I was, uh, and I've mentioned this on a previous episode, I was coached by um, one of the most influential men or people in my life, period. Uh, his name was Ryan Teglovic from Colonel mm -hmm. Crawford. He passed mm -hmm. away a couple years ago, but oh, uh, really uh, – he was, even though I grew up in Catholic school, he was really the example I had of a man of God. Mm. And um, I carried on that thought of him for a long time. And then yeah. uh, once he passed, I just, I guess I kind of felt this calling to uh, try and continue what he was building for these kids. I remember his first year he came in and uh, we started saying the Lord's Prayer right before he gave his speech, before he went out on the field. I remember thinking, this is public school. We're not allowed to do that. Mm -hmm. Like we hadn't done it in previous mm -hmm. years. I'm like, this is strange. And then conversations about God. And I specifically remember one time I, uh, you know, uh, I'm on defense and we're going against the first team offense and I, you know, mess up or, or I blow up their, their, the offenses play. And then, you know, the offensive coach is like restart. So at that point you're supposed to play dumb. Like you don't know the play that's coming. You know, unlike your Michigan Wolverine, yeah. <laughs> <coughs> shout out, Nate. Um, but uh, so anyways, the kid just blows me up and I start yelling. I'm like, you know, yelling and cussing. I'm like, you know, I'm trying to act like I don't know the blankety blank play. And, you know, and I, I take the Lord's name in vain and coach pulls me aside and he goes, Ryan did that to you. The Lord didn't. So don't yeah. use his name. And I, I'll never forget that to this day. But uh, me and Nate have had discussions that uh, our goal is to uh, – try and continue that and uh really bring the lord to some of these That's kids awesome. who might not be uh yeah. might not be familiar with it so our we're going to start every uh practice start and end every practice and game with a prayer mm. and uh awesome. try to get these kids in the right direction mm -hmm. but that's uh, that's my ultimate goal um so I'm shine your light that. mm -hmm. that's that's my goal yeah. yeah absolutely um but as you were talking about your talents and your building and stuff so is that something you've always done as been a builder or uh, how did that really start no, just uh, I'm a no. jack of all trades, okay. but it hasn't always been that way. Yeah, because when we first bought our first house on Union Street, I couldn't change a light bulb. No. I mean, yeah, and the neighbor came over one day. He, he wired in a, a dryer plug for me, and I watched him do it, thinking, "Wait, nothing to that other than two twenty, you know." But, yeah, <laughs> but uh, he charged me one hundred eighty dollars, and I thought the parts were like twelve bucks. I'm yep. thinking I'm in the wrong business. Yep. So I started kind of at the house started tinkering around putting you know stuff like that and then um when we moved back up here from middletown um her dad had me do the maintenance at jerry's that's where i started getting practice on putting floors down okay. and, and drywall work and wiring and plumbing and um so and then i you just watched a lot of youtube videos i did yeah <laughs> my first isn't it amazing how uh -huh. like you you can almost learn anything mm -hmm. on there now like if i'm working on something on one of our vehicles on a exactly. youtube and i'm like all right yeah. I'm, I'm a mechanic now yeah <laughs> yeah i mean it's and it, it seemed like it started really taking off oh a few years i i worked for a construction company where I, we would build uh sunrooms decks and room additions okay and then I decided to become a truck driver. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's and a, that's I, a I did that for a short time. <laughs> and then I got into acting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I went to acting school in Akron for 10 weeks. And then I went to Hollywood. Okay. <laughs> and I told her, I said, I could be the next Harrison Ford. 
and I wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. I saw you as the bartender in that uh, Law and Order uh, thing. I, I saw you doing that. That was pretty good. Uh, yeah, you might be nominated for. Uh, I did that for a, for a short Oscar. time, and I, I did. We were in a movie together. Yeah. We oh did. yeah. I played a preacher in a movie. Yeah. Okay. All yep. right. Yep. Pastor Murphy. Okay. It was a good. It's out on. It's out on DVD. You know, you can get it, and I think it went uh, aluminum. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> but uh, then they decided at the last minute that Pastor Murphy needed a wife. Yes, and we were doing. There was a, nobody We were shooting a me. scene. Yeah. And I was giving the the couple so. uh, some marital advice, like um, you know, about the kingdom of heaven is is like a uh, someone that finds a great pearl of great price, and they sell everything to buy that pearl. And it's a long, it's a yeah. long, it's a long movie. But it's, it was fun. <laughs> I'm gonna have so, to find it. What's it called? It's called the Fix It Boys. I got it at the house. Okay, yeah. on right. DVD. I'll, I'll get it to you. I'll get it for but, uh, Sunday. But um, um, when people ask me, I tell them I I I went. I got into acting for a while. And I said, really? And I said, yeah. And I said, actually, I said I I, I played a preacher in a movie. But because they asked me, are you a preacher? So nobody played one in the movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's done a lot of the movies here at church. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I played a lawyer one time. I was defending the the. Um, shepherds because they abandoned their post when the great star came up you know and they they went to see what was going on yeah and and they got sued by the city because the sheep were all over the city <laughs> and i I'm, I'm i'm the attorney <laughs> well honestly i think you'd be pretty dang good at it i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to check that movie out uh don't forget uh i'll text you bring that to okay. me at church yeah, behind the scenes. yeah you're, the, uh, you're <laughs> the executive producer yeah, exactly <laughs> that's um. kind of how my wife is too with this she likes to listen to uh listen to it the night church. before what's that called Where we, um it was called uh Old Testament Rewind. Yeah. Yeah. We had to play all these different parts real fast. And okay. I, I come out as Pharaoh. Okay. And uh, I'm holding this baby down by the leg. <laughs> and I go, Moses, you've killed my son. You know, get out of my presence or whatever. Paul says, no. <laughs> no, Norm. <laughs> you know. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's that great. Fun. Yeah. We, you know, we've, we, we've, we've done some stuff that, you know, entertain especially the elderly folks that would see it and they're like what does this got to do with church but <laughs> guess what it was fun yeah and yeah. it had a special meaning yeah right so yeah yeah there's a lot of fun things that mm -hmm. they they do like that here that uh yeah i really enjoy um i brought up multiple times the uh the men's fishing charter like that oh yeah a great time i'm looking forward to the next one and uh Man, just the, the I wish they would have the man. women's charter because I love to go fishing. Okay, hey. Why don't we do husbands or wives or Why don't something? We do a women's charter to uh, Long John Silver's. No. <laughs> <laughs> that way we'll have real. No. No. All right. Well, I Colette's, really Colette's advocating boat. for it, so someone put it together. Come you on, heard, girls. You heard it there. All right. Come on, girls. I got a feeling it's going to start happening now. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna make it happen. Um, so. Uh, I guess I'll ask you before, uh, you know, I told you the uh, the advice thing, but before I get to that, uh, is there anything uh, that you would like the rest of the uh, listeners and the people here at church to know that we haven't covered yet? About me? A anything, period, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think a lot of people know me. Yeah. Um, they know I'm Mrs. Norm. <laughs> <laughs> You're Norm's wife. Yep. Yep, yep. absolutely. Um, I'm... I'm just here because I love this church and I love the word. I just, I can't put it in the words. I, I, I just, it yeah. just, I'm so overwhelmed sometimes, especially 
like when we do communion. I just, I just feel like I'm not worthy to do this because it was Jesus' blood and his broken body. I, I just get so, yeah. my hands tremble and like, it just, it just overwhelms me. Some people yeah. don't take it serious. But it, do. I do, I yeah, do, I do. Absolutely. Yeah, heart, yeah so I take I it to heart. Yeah. I mean, Pastor Paul doesn't do it all the time, but right. I think when he does, there's always a message with it. Oh, just yeah. like, you know, what, what our message is here, you know, right. about yeah. the bread. Absolutely. You know, just no, I, I like that. Yeah, um, as far as what I want the church to know about us is that we're extremely blessed. And, um, you know, it's just, it's amazing how God works. And when you have something happen and people are asking, like when this first happened, that people were saying, Norm, why you? You, 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 you build ramps for people. You, you're, you're there for everybody. I said, look, it's, it's not what you think. Right. I said, it's God's, I said, God and I've got this. And God told me that it's going to be for his glory you just trust me and everything's going to be fine. Right. Mm -hmm. So, but I mean, it's just, you know, he, he has been, and you know, as, as, as traumatic and turmoil as our world is, I can, I can go through life and, you know, I'm trusting God. I'm living for him. I'm trying to be a light for other people that they can see Jesus in me. And, uh, that's, that's all we can do, yeah. you know? Absolutely. And you I know. think you put it right there with trust in God. I mean, yeah. <coughs> excuse me, when, and I think it's a good message for everybody to hear. You know, you said you prayed and prayed about mm -hmm. debt and everything else. And, you know, right now, everybody is experiencing the effects of inflation yes. and yes. how things are. So holidays, you know, mm -hmm. everything's more expensive. And Exactly. Sometimes I think that I think that can be one of those yeah. off ramps to mm -hmm. where they're just like, what What good is it going to do yeah. for me to go to church? Like, that's not going to help me. That's not true. It absolutely. It's like when you work out, you start with a lightweight. Yep. And you have to start slow yep. with lightweight, and you'll eventually build up to the same thing with going to church. You have to start yep. reading your Bible, getting the word. Yep. Um, and as you take more and more and you become to he 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 makes himself known to you like that way. And uh you know, it's just we, we, we both have joyful hearts. We, yeah, I can sense know? that. We were we were we were created for a relationship yeah. with him. Yeah, and that's why we grieve when we lose a loved one because we don't like separation. No. Right. Well, God doesn't either. Yep. You know, and that's why He doesn't want any of us to perish. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, but one of, one of the things I always tell people, and I've already said this already, was, you know, life is about choices. Yeah. And when you make good choices, my daughter had a bad experience a couple of years ago. They made some bad choices, and and I I told her fiance, I said, you know, um, if you continue to make bad choices, bad things are going to happen. Right. But if you make good choices, think about them, and do it in a perspective that you're living for the Lord. Yep. Good things will follow. Absolutely. He promises. You yep. know. Yep. And the good choices aren't always the easy ones or no. the popular ones. No. Most of the time, they're not. It's uh, it's standing up for what you believe in. Yep. Exactly. Yep. And we have to, you know, what do you, what's the word you use? Uh, convey that to the younger people. Yes. You know, that if they see you going through something and you're trusting God, it builds their faith. Yes, absolutely. You know, so. Having like two little, little ones. So. Yeah. <laughs> Having two little ones, I can yeah. totally, totally. Little Laney, she that. said, so she came up one day and she said, 
You, what did she say? You can't be sick. You're norm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I played a part, something, and I was a bad person in this little skit, and she said, you can't play that part. You're not allowed to. That's awesome. So, no, I, I like that advice. That is, uh, I mean, it's it's straight to the point. Like I, like I said, uh, it's not always easy to make those good decisions. Not always, the, most of the time, it's not going to be the popular one. Um, but... Uh, that's what's going to make mm-hmm. you stand out in the Lord's eyes. Yeah, um, you gotta you gotta fight for Him. And you gotta stay yeah. strong. Exactly. Yeah. Live uh, for Him, and life's good. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Amen. That's right. <laughs> he, when it gets rocky, He's still in charge. Yep. Mm-hmm. I told someone one time about my house. I said, God gives you things to 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 maintain, but when He says it's time to change, you can't argue with it. Right. Mm-mm. So you have to go with what He's. You know, that's what with our flooding when we flooded. I said, you know. It's his. I'm just, I'm just the maintenance man. Right. Yeah. Norm wasn't here. All the we, all three floods. All three floods. He was out on the road. Oh geez. And I had to deal with oh, it. Oh jeez. I had an Amish guy one time <laughs> buy my walnuts in my my woods. You know, I had like ten trees. Yeah. And he come out and he looked at him and he says, uh, "I'll give you this much for him." I said, "Okay." And he said, "Now I promise I won't cheat you." And I said, "His name was Moses." I said, "Moses." I did not mm-hmm. plant those trees. God did. They're His. Yeah. I'm just I'm just in charge of main, maintaining mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And I said, so if you cheat anyone, you're going to cheat, cheat him. Yeah. He goes, I won't cheat him. <laughs> That's right. There you <laughs> go. So that was my, That's a good way to point <laughs> it. That's my last advice. I like it. What we, what we have here on earth, we're just the maintenance guy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, we and we 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 use it to glorify God. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Absolutely. I like that. Norm. With the talents. Yep. All right, Colette, you got anything to add? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, it's just, um, <laughs> she's like, well, Norm, well, Norm, said Norm it all. took all my words. <laughs> yeah, we're not on TV. Exactly. <laughs> but no, that, 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 like you remind, I've said it three times now. But just, that reminds me so much of my wife. Like, no, nope, he, he, he pretty much does all the yeah, speaking. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get along good. What's oh, your wife's name? Rochelle. Rochelle. Yep, okay. Yep. Hi, Rochelle. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll, be, I'll be sure to send uh, Norm a text tonight with a link from last week so you guys can listen okay. to it. But uh, I guess before I wrap up, I've been doing this the uh, the past few episodes, just kind of reminding people what's coming up um, in the life of the church. So obviously all the connection groups are going on right now. Um, yeah, we're in four of them. Are you? Okay. okay. Or I am. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Three. Perfect. Yeah, we're uh, we're doing I the adult the Bible small, study on uh, Wednesday evenings. Oh, we, we do really the like morning the, one. Yeah, I just I, with my work schedule. Uh, I understand. It stinks. Yeah. So I'm a mailman and. Uh, <laughs> I've most of the time, so I have a different day off every week. And so those work good for me the evenings. I really want to make the men's yeah. uh, breakfast the first Saturday of every yeah, month, but it just has to that. follow mm-hmm. like whatever my Tim schedule Bell, is. He is Makes a awesome biscuit. <laughs> yeah. Biscuits and gravy. The hog roast we had. <laughs> yep. The, the pork or the, the bean. Uh, the beans. Yep. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, he knows what he's doing with the food. He should he? do the podcast. He's an amazing man. I'm gonna have him on. Actually, his, uh, his grandson Jarek and my son are oh, okay. pretty good buddies. He actually That's J- cool. Jarek just spent the night Saturday night as oh, well. Okay. Who wasn't at my house Saturday <laughs> night? No, um, but uh, yeah. So normal worship hours: uh, adult Sunday school at 10:15, toddler Sunday school at 10:30. Um, same time for small groups. There is no um, kids Christmas program practice this Sunday because. Um, 
Trick or treat is Sunday as well. And Amanda said, nope, not taking the kids after trick or treat. <laughs> Don't blame her a bit <laughs> on that sugar. one. So <laughs> you get the, the kids uh, can get into a sugar coma and relax. Um, like I said, um, adult Bible study, 10 a.m. and 7 p.m. on Wednesday. Youth group, 630 to 830. Um, this is, yeah, this coming Saturday is uh, the grocery delivery, the compassion and action. Yeah, we like yeah. doing that. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I really would like to do that mm-hmm. too. It's, yeah, sh- Mike Schaffner always calls it his the small mission group. Yeah, yes. yeah. As soon as I get mm-hmm. one of these Saturdays off, and that's that's when we do. Yeah, it's I wonderful. Really want to try it mm-hmm. out. So, hopefully soon. Um, and then the other, the last thing, um, it's not in the bulletin, but I want to talk about it. Is uh, Chris and Kendra talked about the Joni and Friends? Uh, did I say it? is it Joni or Johnny? Do you know? I don't know. Okay, I heard it pronounced both ways, but I'm gonna go with Joni and How Friends. J O N I. So I assume. It's probably Joni. That's what I assumed. Yeah. The Joni and Friends camp for uh, adults with uh, de- developmental delays sure. and their caretakers. And uh, that sounded like a really cool experience. Um, so the PB&J fundraiser uh, 5K walk and run is coming up. Uh, I want to say it was November. F- Let me get the date on that before I actually say it on here. But uh, there are some forms out in the lobby in the Welcome Center to uh, fill out for that. My wife and her mother are going to do that. It raises money for the PB&J baseball group and for uh, sending people to the Joni and Friends camp. So if you're interested in that and running in it, great. If you just want to donate, the forms are out there. Um, looks like we are out of boxes again for uh, the sending overseas for the, uh, for all the kids. So I don't know if there will be more this Sunday, but... Uh, that's an overwhelming response. Uh, yeah, emptied yeah. them out one week, emptied them out again. It's it's amazing it's to see mm-hmm. how it's people awesome. are giving. So I just want to thank you guys again for coming on. Um, it was really awesome getting to know you. Um, I'm looking thank forward you. to continuing a relationship with you guys. And uh, Like I said, you asked for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I appreciate it. So thank you guys again. And uh, to everyone else, God bless, and we'll see you next week. God bless. Amen. Thank you.